0: All right, who wants to do the intro this time? I think Steve did it last time. I did
1: last time. All right, that's Steve, probably my turn. because Steve,
0: Steve technically did it, time. did it last time, but it wasn't recorded, so I did it last time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then as punishment, Steve must do it this time.
2: All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. I am Stephen Sock, joined by Rob and Brennan today. And just to, just to start the episode, oh, yeah, there, there we go. Brandon Beach
0: to it, though. He's stuck with it. He there. did. That was, was that a Gardens of Gaia? Did I just see that right? It is, yes.
2: Yeah. Ah, there we go. A Gardens of Gaia. Yeah, nice. from, from our friends at Atlas. <laughs> I'm I'm just drinking a, a plain old Solutions Brewing Missing Piece. Ooh, good beer. I got a it's plain a old good water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good precursor to beer.
2: Indeed. Warm water,
0: too. Yeah, it's not even cold.
2: And <laughs> yeah. uh, in this week's podcast we're actually talking about a beer again this week. Uh, specifically we will be at the Jasper beer fest in, I think about just about three or four weeks here, three and a, and a half weeks,
0: three weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And as a, uh, as a part of that, uh, there is the iron brewer competition where 16 participants get the same bag of ingredients and have to make up a very delicious beer. Now this year, uh, you know, we uh, we're entering again, and we're going to talk about it on this episode. We'll uh, let Brendan take this away. Actually, I'll, yeah, we'll let Brendan take this away because he is the designer of this year's. We'll we can get a
0: little bit. We'll let Brendan talk about that in a second. Sucker, Brian. <laughs> Uh, Brendan <laughs> Brian <laughs> why do I call you Brian <laughs> it's, it's a B name. it's close enough <laughs> uh, uh,
1: you, you really have been isolated too long with this uh, chemo stuff yeah, oh my god
0: bit. man I've been I've been isolated for like five months now since these treatments it's just <laughs> and the, uh, my last one's coming up here pretty soon I'm starting to get antsy I'm like oh my god I get to go home I get to sleep in my own room I, you know like, a, uh, like oh my god getting <laughs> getting worked up over it uh, uh, one thing that was like, what was unfortunate about this one was we were really hoping that this beer would have been the first one out of our own facility. Uh, but unfortunately, we don't have licensing yet. So we did brew yep, this out. Still of. in progress. So, so uh, thank, thankfully, friends at Atlas let us use their facility again. Uh, and next week, going to talk about <laughs> it. Yeah, he's uh, he's the one who, his recipe this time, and he's going to be the one presenting it. Uh, yeah, so Brennan, why don't you uh, start us off with there? Well, I'm not sure how much we want to
1: discuss through, or how how much detail to go into here. This is like trade secrets we're
0: talking about here. <laughs> and okay, well, we you can talk about the brew day, right? You can, can talk, talk about, about brew the brew day. day,
2: and you and you can talk in general terms of what you put into it. And, and how, you were just
0: there the other day. You could give some and how like it tastes. It's all right, all, all, nice right. all right. Well, I'll I'll let
1: you guys, as the editors, just remove anything that we don't want to share with our. Uh, potential competitors up in Jasper. I mean, there's still enough time by the time this episode comes out for them to recreate or change their plan to try to best us. So wow. we've got to be a little careful here, guys.
0: I don't know if they're yeah. that worried about us after our <laughs> abysmal, At- <laughs> atrocious showing last year because it was bad.
2: So <laughs> my, you, for my my you people thing, who right?
0: remember, I made a beer last time. And I actually made it I twice bring it because up. I was I was so ashamed I was so ashamed of it <laughs> that I made it a second time at home on my own system, and I still had the same flavor characteristics come through. So this is the unfortunate part about playing with ingredients that you don't know for a competition or that you've never used before. So you don't know how certain combinations might work well together or not work well together. In this case, it did not work well together. Mm-hmm. Where some I I I feel like it was some hop combination. That gave us they gave us this kind of like rubbery garden hose kind of taste to it. It was it, it was it sucked. And uh Yeah, anyway, so this is a year of redemption and mm-hmm. uh, Brendan was just up there to taste it and he was, he gave us some really positive uh, vibes and notes about it, so I'm pretty excited for this one. I haven't had tried yet.
2: So actually get, I might not even ever problem. get to try it. We'll, we'll try and save some we'll save
1: a bottle for you or something. Um yeah. but if, if everything goes well, we'll rename it the Dark Horse because we're kind of coming from behind in this competition here, which will be <laughs> <great>. <laughs> So, the Iron Brewer competition this year, the same kind of thing as last year. They gave us a, a big malt bag full of a bunch of different ingredients uh, a few base malts, a bunch of specialty malts, some random other ingredients like rose hips, grains of paradise. Uh, I think we had coriander too? Uh, not in that.
2: No. No. No?
0: No, there's no coriander. Oh, well, grains of paradise, right? That was the weird one I was thinking. Yeah, That's right. That yeah. Kind of a little peppery thing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, then a, a swack of
1: hops. It's funny, because they give you, like, enough grain to make two beers. And then enough Yeah, they do that. Yeah, they do that on purpose. Like that.
0: Yeah. Tons of hops. Yeah. So,
1: lots of hops left over. And then the thing I found really interesting about this is they only gave you three yeasts <laughs> of three yeasts that I'd never use. <laughs> there's a lager yeah, yeast. Need to be out there. A saison yeast. And, like... A Belgian mid attenuation high ester yeast. It anyway, so I made it very interesting to try to try to craft a recipe around because it's outside what I would normally brew and what I would normally design. Um, but put a, a recipe together. It's going to end up in kind of a, a reddish amberish IPA-ish kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if it fits accurately within any typical style but hopefully everybody else this competition is not about hitting style points anyways and and i've voiced on previous podcasts my opinions of the beer styles and competitions and trying to because i always
0: get it wrong and so i end up with low scores (laughs) (laughs) well that's actually one of my favorite things about this competition is that this is purely a flavor competition it doesn't matter what the beer is it just does it taste good yeah and with the the ingredients they
1: give you in the bag you can get all kinds of different styles out of that absolutely there's gonna be some guys there stuff. that have made pilsners lagers there's gonna be people there that have gone like full stout browns like there's a lot of cool stuff that i'm expecting to see
2: up there well actually if i remember correctly last year far uh participated with their kolsch ish beer and he actually made it full scale i actually saw it in the liquor store the other day as uh, in his cans so no, he did
0: like a he called it like orange or electric creamsicle or something last year
2: Okay, maybe it's something like,
0: that, like, something like that. So, this Kolschish yeah. thing is different,
2: or maybe okay, maybe maybe maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe actually not the same right. thing,
0: but it might have been inspired by that. Maybe but I don't know. I think, I, I, can't I say
2: think Dandy same. did it. Dandy had the Kolschish one, Dandy did yeah, cause, it.
0: Cause,
2: yeah, it, that's the thing. It was Kolsch-ish. like it was close to a Kolsch, but it wasn't quite there. I think Dandy did it, and then but yeah, Far has a Kolsch-ish beer now as well. And I'm pretty sure it was inspired by that by that competition. Well, Dandy makes good beer. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things I did try to keep in mind
1: through this is that if we did stumble upon a really good beer out of these ingredients, I wanted to choose ones that we could reproduce at commercial scale. Uh, some of these different hops are a little esoteric and and maybe more expensive or harder to reach. I don't know. Basically, if I had no idea what they were, I generally stayed away from. It. I'm not a very um, adventurous uh, <laughs> recipe craft. <laughs> Which brings us to to the brew day. So Atlas, Mike and Atlas agreed to let us use their their pilot setup again to brew this beer, and we're really appreciative of that. Last year, Rob did it, just him and Mike, and then this year we all three of us went up there. Yeah, um, we had the,
2: the special guest star, Rob, in the flesh. It was amazing. It was
1: great. <laughs> um, and kind went of through, went through the whole process. Mike was there, helped us uh, through everything. Started out, is he, we got to mill our 10 pounds of grain in his mill that's set up to do what, 25 kilos at a time? So, yeah, uh, 60, a, pa-
2: 60 pounds in a go. That was a, a little entertaining. <laughs> uh,
1: measuring out the grain, Mike does all his stuff in metric units, and I plan everything out in imperial units. So, there was a lot of chirping I received for that. <laughs> <laughs> but we got it all started out. Uh, What was really nice is Mike had all the water pretty much at temperature right when we got there, so there wasn't a lot of waiting for water to heat up uh, throughout the day. Um, Mm -hmm. That's typically something that I think we've talked about before is the heat capacity of water always tends to screw you over a little bit more than you think, and Mike just mm -hmm. had her all set. Uh, Temper controlled, one at strike, one at sparge temperature, so we were perfect. So as soon as the grain was milled, we were able to put it into into the pilot system there and set it in for the mash, um, and just just get that going. Um, one interesting thing that happened re- almost right away. Uh, so the pilot system he was using was a uh, Bruzilla, I think, is the,
0: yep. the Robo-brew, yeah Robo Brew, I think, yeah Bruzilla Robo Brew kind
1: of thing. They're the same same thing, yeah. So the that that unit has it's an integrated brewing unit so it's got a little pump and setup, so you can do circulate a whirlpool and all that sort of stuff all within the unit it's got the heating coils in there it's a cool little piece of equipment I might actually pick one up for myself this year uh, just to simplify my winter brewing when I don't want to sit outside in minus 40 having a fire <laughs> <laughs> um, but the problem with, or not the problem the thing we ran into is that it's got a, a false bottom on it so that you can hold the grain and have clear liquid go down to the pump so you can circulate through um, and then you don't end up with junk in the pump Exactly. Good for that. But when I provided all the, the measurements for mash water, sparge water, oh, it was right, assuming... Yeah, you forgot to count for the space. Well, yeah. I just didn't know, right? So I said, well, I'm, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to use this many quarts and got chirped for that, or this many gallons and got chirped for that. So 15 liters is what I wanted, but that's a six liter, dead not dead space, but false. six yeah, liter space, false yeah. bottom space. So we poured all the grain there, and the grain immediately soaked up the water that was available. And then we piled dry
2: <laughs> grain on top of that. We're like, well, we might need a little more water. <laughs> well, well, I'm there stirring it, and it's like, it's it's not getting any better. Like, and then sets, I'm digging sets, from the bottom. Sets trying to like into porridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was... You know, the the best smelling porridge you've ever had, but man, that was, it's like, no, just more water, more water. So, well, <laughs> yeah. And so we, luckily, again, he had the,
1: the sparge water there and it wasn't at sparge temp yet. It was, it was just passing through mash temp. So we just added that right in. Got our topped off, uh, added maybe half an inch. Sorry. Uh Twelve point two five millimeters um, <laughs> of water on top of the on top of the grain, just so that we could get something circulating through, and then uh, that mash water will will just sift through the grains and circulate through it at, a, at a decent rate. So, uh, put the little capper on there to prevent the grain from floating. Set the pump going, and boom, we're off to the races on the on the mash. Mm-hmm. And it was great, temperature controlled, real nice and easy. Uh, it was kind of cool because you could walk over and kind of see the the color of the wort changing and, and getting richer and richer as the mash went on.
2: Um, yeah, because it started off like, you know, it's the clear water and then it's a little bit of like golden color. But then, yeah, as you said, like, you know, at the 20-minute mark, at the 40-minute mark, it's slowly becoming darker and darker, more and more amber as it as it goes on. So, yeah, I went, went through that process and that
1: enjoyed it. Half pint of a fantastic Atlas beer. I I was drinking the bitter there at the time, which was nice. Had a a bit of a chat. Then when one, one hour was up, bring over the sparge out water, lift the 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 false bottom component of it, just lift straight up. So it's almost like a, a brewha system where you can lift all the grains out at once. Set that mm-hmm. on top of the the unit, and just sparge right through that, and everything just drains straight down into your what's going to become your boil kettle so again another real quick and easy setup set the 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 lower unit to boil sparge your water through and let it drip there for 15 minutes while the water is getting up to temp Mm -hmm. easy got that going got the boil going had fun measuring out the hops and having mike laugh at me for the 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 small amount of hops that I was adding relative to what he usually weighs out. And he's like, Well, how many
0: bowls do you need? I was like, Three bowls. And they're all these giant things that usually carry a pound of hops. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, because Mike's used to making like 500 liter batches where they're making 20.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, they're the size of like massive popcorn bowls for home or something like that, or like for a massive salad. And we're putting in just like a tiny amount of uh, of hops. So I'm sitting here, I was like, well, what do you need? 60 minutes? An ounce here, I need (laughs) half an ounce in this
1: one. (laughs) So So that was fun. Um, Got up to the boil, first hop edition. Got my first uh, experience with, uh, what's that stuff called? Flopam or something like that? Oh, um, Firm Cap. Firm Cap.
2: Firm Cap,
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so starting to bubble over and I was like, Oh great. This happens every time we do a big brew, like a bit by big brew. I mean, all three of us in the same room is it boils <laughs> over at some point. I was like, well, I guess we'll just deal with that. we and he just walks over, drops the firm cap in there. Everything calms down immediately. You throw the hops in there. No muss, no
0: fuss. Off you go with your boil. <laughs> Everything yeah. keeps So for cool. our listeners, firm cap is this chemical that prevents foam formation so that when you uh this, this happens every time every time you your first hop addition when you first throw hops into boiling wort, you get like this violent reaction and it creates this foam and it kind of builds up and if you don't have enough space obviously it boils over uh so you, there's this little chemical you add like really it's literally a capful of the stuff which is a tiny capful put it in there done so that's yeah. the foam settles right down and like you're like oh cool
2: well, it's, it's like it's not even that kind of foam. It's also the foam you just get from bringing the, the wart up to temperature. Usually, you yeah. get a, <clears throat> some some you know scum on the top sort of thing. And this thing just pop in, yeah. off it goes.
0: Yeah, the hot break or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah.
2: So top scum. Anyway,
1: that was great. <laughs> 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 so uh, another thing that kind of made the whole process quite a bit easier and simpler. And so it got to the boil. Throw first hop addition in there. Set the timer off we go chat some more come back second hop edition you're going back every five ten minutes while well, i was anyway just to make sure that it wasn't getting too hot too cold or whatever i knew it to the system didn't fully trust it but having seen it in
0: action now would be a little more set and forget it at home it's mm-hmm. pretty sweet i think even the more advanced ones have uh, like you can put timers on them too
1: and there's uh, Bluetooth connections to your phone and stuff like that. I saw, and you can yeah. set And I just I got one of those uh, Bluetooth meat thermometers for Christmas this year, and I've
0: used mm-hmm. it a few times. I'm all bought into that technology now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been sick. I've actually been buying little tools. Like I bought one of those little. Um, they're called Wrapped pills, R-A-P-T, and it's just like basically it's like a Bluetooth hydrometer. So you oh, can yeah. leave it in the beer while it ferments and you can watch the, uh, watch the know, rate gra- of fermentation. You- watch your gravity change and watch the rate of fermentation. I haven't had a chance to try yet because, well, I got diagnosed before I got to try it. And then uh, I also bought a fancy a fancy hydrometer where I could like measure pH and stuff like that at the same time. Ooh, that is uh, but it But it can do it at temperature. So while you're mashing, it'll actually be able to measure pH at sixty degrees Celsius, or sixty-seven. Actually, actually I, I do, like do the correction or something like that. Yeah, so you don't have to try to cool it down and be able will just do it. I'd be like, "Oh my god, this would be amazing." I'm, I'm like, I'm, so, I'm like, <laughs> want to want to use it, but I <laughs> like it's like soon, soon.
1: <laughs> Perfect. So yeah, got through the boil, started cooling, hooked up the through the cooling coil which i did late because i forgot um so <laughs> at five minutes left i was like oh yeah this thing needs to go and sterilize so we extended our boil by by 10 minutes just to make sure everything was good That's and sterile um mm-hmm. ran through the cooling cooling was the cooling always takes a
2: while oh, it always takes more than you think it's going to take yeah. I'm,
1: I'm not a huge fan of those immersion chillers
0: yeah, I'm not a big fan of them
2: either. They don't plate don't... chillers are the
1: best. Love those yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the 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 one we got for our uh, our brew system there is a little bit overpowered, but way overpowered.
2: <laughs> no, actually, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> forgot you actually the, have to the... like warm it up after. <laughs> <laughs> no, you forgot the thing with the, the uh, at there is that we because we're using that system and all that. He had the immersion thing for it, and then just after we started doing that and started cooling it down, he's like. Oh yeah, I have my plate chiller. We could like blast this down in a couple of minutes. But he's like, by then we have to clean everything, and he's just like, ah, do you think it's worth it? And it's like, nah, maybe not. Yeah, well, his plate uh, sh- chiller. Sh- would we should have taken
1: t- even yep. even more overpowered. But.
2: No, he had a small one. Oh, okay. so he has he has one for his big brew hot, and then he has a, a smaller one as well. And we probably should have used that one.
1: <laughs> at the end, at the at end, the at the end the day. of the day, yeah, but. but Long story short, we got her cooled down. We got her transferred, it, excuse me, into his little uh little fermenter tank there. Um, also a cool little unit. It's uh uni tank style, so it's set up to
2: hold pressure and everything. Well, it's an it's an SS BrewTech one, so it's actually like a very good uh little uh little dual. It's a unit, yeah, unit tank fermenter and bright tank. Mhm, and it's got
1: coils in it for temperature control and all that sort of stuff that we don't bother with um, <laughs> but but yeah so got it set in there pitched the yeast and started going about its its way but tasted the wort and so it had a bit of a kind of a an interesting spice spicy note to it um, combination between the hops and uh, some of the, the the rye that was used in the malt bill uh but mm-hmm. just a nice malt character to kind of balance it out too on at, at the the just the post boil stage so so that was kind of cool and you could tell it was gonna calm down a little bit through fermentation there was a little bit of sweetness to it i don't know what you guys thought i think you
0: guys both tasted it at that point too i didn't get a chance to taste it no i oh left. you had left yeah <clears throat> i yeah i had to leave the the place started started to fill up and uh
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
0: just I had to get away from people. So I was,
2: I was going to say, while we were doing this, in the background, they were setting up for a private party. Someone was having a birthday party at the at Atlas Brewery, and we're just like three yokels in the brewing area, just existing. So you could see as people came in, like there's some people there to clearly set up, and they had hired an entertainer, uh, a local uh, music act to the play. They didn't care. But then, like more of the family members were coming in or something, and they're just like, "Who are these guys in the back? Like, what what are <laughs> yeah. they doing?" And we're just and like, we we didn't interact with them all. We didn't like do anything, but it was just hilarious. Like, there's this big party, and by by the time we left, there's like forty or fifty people in yeah, there. Like, there's a, a decent group. amount.
1: Fifty people is what what they were expecting.
2: Yeah, and you know, and uh, there, there's they've got people behind the bar serving and all that kind of stuff, and then we're just again. Uh, that uh, that after that point it was the two yokels but it was just like yeah we want to get done and out of here as soon as possible we do not belong it was
1: <laughs>
2: it was entertaining it was kind of funny when I showed up there because I'm carrying the, the
1: big malt bag full of all the ingredients for this uh, for this thing walking up to there mm-hmm. I was like well I hope somebody's here to open the door for me because otherwise I gotta <laughs> and there's the sign on there <laughs> closed for private event <laughs> Mike walks up to the door looks at me and points
2: to the sign <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> me in and we got going
2: Well, then it was funny because then I got the message Being like, oh yeah, there's a private party like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just have to join the party then I'll be a, a party crasher <laughs> So so yeah, that was it too We had a little bit of country music for uh, some parts of the brew there you, the, the local, I can't remember the guy's name But he was actually fairly decent Yeah, that was pretty good Anyway, so we, yeah, we got
1: everything into the tank. Tank was set. We put some uh, some water into the, the airlock there and, and set it off going. So I was a little nervous about this because I've never done closed fermentation before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always, like, I've got the good old plastic buckets for primary ferment- fermentation. So sprinkle the yeast in and you just, you open it up, you look at it, it's open to oxygen the whole time. Um, the lids are on, but they're not sealed in any way, so... It more just prevents cats
0: from jumping in there than, than <laughs> anything else. Well, yeast is an interesting organism that way because it can survive in both environments, right—oxygen or in a CO2 environment. So yeah, it's kinda, yeah. And I always—that's why the. Go ahead. I was going to say I always
1: had in my head that like their, your two stages of fermentation had to be different. One was aerobic, had to be in, in oxygen, and the other one had to be devoid of oxygen in that kind of CO2-rich environment, but. I learned something through this brew. It was a kind of a cool thing to see, and I was I was hesitant, but Mike's like, ah, this is how we do it. This is how we do everything. So,
0: yeah, I mean, if you think about, it, that's actually kind of the Reinheitsgebot way because you're not supposed to add anything that includes CO two, so these used to be naturally carved
2: mm-hmm. right? And yeah. used to do yeah, that seal by, it in the cask, and
0: used to do it by it. Uh, by by the fermentation and just let it carbonate itself. Absolutely. So so, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And I like how you can set the temperature, uh, the temperature, the pressure on it too, right? So you can be like, oh, I want to carve it this much. So that while it goes, it'll build up and then it'll degas the rest of it. And, yeah.
2: Well, and that was the interesting thing This, like you showed, you sent us that picture and it's like, yeah, like had a nice healthy head of uh, foam on it and it looked, it looked like beer Yeah. So this, <laughs> for all intents and purposes. This
1: brings me to the next step, I guess, that that we should discuss. So I was out at Atlas yesterday to check on the beer it's been. 12 days? Week and a bit. 11 days?
2: Yeah, a week and a About bit.
1: About that. So, so we get there and I was like, okay, well, let's see where we're at and all that sort of stuff. And Mike showed me, it was just sitting right where he left it. The temperature on it was sitting at 20 degrees normal temperature. Uh, but it was holding 13, 14 pounds pressure on it. That's, nice. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. That's. Well, more than I get in my carboys with their airlocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so I was like, okay, well, let's take it and let's measure SG and stuff like that. And so he started pulling off the, the racking arm there uh, and just foaming up the, the sample cylinder for the hydrometer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, well, there's carbonation there for sure. <laughs> um, ended up, our, our first measurement was a little high on SG. And, and I'm glad Mike was there because he was like, oh, we have to, we should rinse off the, the hydrometer because we were, we had it in the, in the tube when we were racking off and, oh, okay. and some of the, like the, the tube and the, the foam there just kind of got stuck to the hydrometer and was artificially lifting it. Right. Cause we rinsed it off and we dropped, uh, whatever, five points on the hydrometer scale. Oh, wow. So I went from, oh, that it needs more time to, okay, we're done.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so funny what happens when you use tools properly. Wow, yeah. That's, that's, kind of, that's <laughs> weird.
1: So we got it there. um The the first sample we took still like that that yeast level was a little bit right around where the racking arm was. So that first sample we took off still had uh, a bunch of yeast and stuff in it. So Mike was happy to to have a taste of that. I was like, I'm
0: gonna pull another sample. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to drink the yeast. <laughs> uh, oh, so I guess the next step is uh, I need to get you a keg, right? Yes, because we need to keg this. Okay, it's at my house, so at least it's also in Airdrie
1: Yeah, it's not so, far. I can I can grab it on the day if it's if it's there and it's clean. It's clean. It just needs to be picked up, and then I'll figure out how to fill a Sankey keg. I, I have no idea how that's done. But... Mike has a way. Yeah,
0: honestly, it's um, you'll end up pumping it. So he has a, a pump. You'll end up hooking the pump up to the to the fermenter, yeah. pump it right into the keg. Beauty. So there's and no just... there's no oxygen exchange. It goes
1: awesome just goes straight in. So anyway, where was I getting with this?
2: Yeah, you just tasted so the beer. So t- tasted, tasted awesome. the
1: beer and it, it tasted really good. And I had this the the level of carbonation. It was carbonated, but it wasn't it wasn't fully carbonated. I guess is the way. And and Mike kind of noted that he's like, well, it, it could use a little more carbonation. I was like, you know what. This level, it's a light carbonation. It's actually reminiscent of what you would get with a lot of, like, just cask ales in in the UK.
0: Which... Yeah, this one's kind of a Belgian style. You don't really get a lot of carbonation with that kind of style, anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's that's
1: the discussion Mike and I had, and we were like, well, you know what? This is actually it's suitable for styles. It's going to be there till Sunday, still under pressure, so it'll gain a little bit more. Um, but. I I think it kind of works really well not having the the over car- like not nah, I shouldn't say over carbonation but the the standard level of carbonation that you would have in a beer you buy from the store. Right. And it'll kind of serve the style a little bit. The sweetness of it muted out. Um there's still the spicy notes there. It I don't I really liked it. We also got a few uh kind of low level esters off the yeast. Okay. Which complement mm-hmm. everything really nicely. So I I was really happy with it. Mike enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> which which was high praise, and so hopefully it's still. there. He does make
2: good beers, so Ho- yeah.
1: Hopefully it's still there, and he doesn't just uh, <clears throat> uh, drink it here over the next week and
2: <laughs> show up, and it's like, yeah, sorry, Brendan, uh, just had a craving. Nah, Mike would never <laughs> do that, but
1: <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for it. Hopefully the transfer goes well. I'll put it into the keg, put it into my uh, garage fridge here, or fridge garage, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, until the competition on the 11th of February. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Sounds exciting.
1: I,
2: it, I'm i looking forward to it. It's, It tasted good. Nope, we have a, a, a really good fighting chance this year, so if... Uh... <laughs> I was going say, if we come dead last again... It won't be for I, last. There was I'm no reiki no that
0: way. They just did talk to you, right? But, I mean... <laughs> I mean, of the ones I tasted last year, was ours was the worst. <laughs> so I can, I can definitely I, it. We, we, I just do try any other so. beers. I was super sad about it. We, we still had people asking, it, asking
1: us for it, though, that evening.
0: That, actually, yeah, one I, guy really enjoyed it for some reason. Yeah. so I guess he couldn't taste the rubber. His, his taste buds like, must have been fried. Yeah, but he loved it. Or just he like he like...
2: scraped his tongue clean, and he just couldn't taste anything. I don't know. But yeah, he <laughs> yeah. he
0: can't. He was
1: really disappointed when we didn't have it that evening. That was that was kind of yeah, great. So, no. if anybody's going to the Jasper Beer Festival, February tenth and eleventh, come see us at the Iron Brewer competition midday on the eleventh. What's the exact yeah, time like one Saturday afternoon? Yeah, yeah the eleventh on the afternoon. Yeah, come taste the yeah. the beer here and see if we can earn our path to redemption. That's right.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we got for this episode.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much yeah. it. Sounds about good rob if uh someone was going to contact us and be like hey what do we do about all this information how would they do so
0: well email is the best way that's our favorite no problems <laughs> at solutionsbrewing.com. or if you want if it's easier for you you can go to our website um oh my god solutions <laughs> i'm <just laughs> telling you man this cancer brain is terrible um,
1: we also got our, our our socials Instagram and Facebook at Solutions Brewing Co. Yep. Um, thanks for the save.
2: Okay, and, <laughs> and that's all Here's the ways you can catch us, or you can come see that's us at right, the yeah. festivals. Yeah, I was gonna say, you're much higher than me, Brent. Now, I was letting them hang for a little bit. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's try to recover. I don't know. I, yeah, no. I don't know. That's oh. twice in a row. I did that last time, too. I don't know how. It's, just not, it's not clicking in my brain anymore. No. Oh, Rob,
1: and, Rob has uh, to do the hard work after he gets through this cancer <laughs> thing, and then we just lock him in the brewery for three months
0: to come up. Pretty with much, probably. I just need to just, like...
2: Yeah, once we're up and running, I'm, I've I've literally told my coworkers, it's like, I'm taking a week off to literally just brew beer all week. And they're just like, what, really? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to take a week and just do stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, uh, I think that's great for an episode. So thanks everyone for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time.
0: Take, Take care, everyone.